Here's what we're going to do this morning. This has become um, somewhat of a tradition for us as a church to do this, this time of year, either right after Christmas or at the beginning of the new year. And we've done this a few times now, and we'll probably continue to do so. And we hope that this morning is um, very, very encouraging for us, but it's also um, to pay almost some some respect and honor um, to someone um, that um, I was close to at one time who has passed on. And part of this, this thing we're going to do is to honor him. So I want to tell you a little bit about how what we're going to do today came about. Um, there's a, uh, a man by the name of Ronnie Smith, who I had the opportunity uh, to work with um, when I was on staff at a church in Austin, Texas. And uh, Ronnie and I became pretty good friends. And at the same time we moved up here to plant Providence Road, Ronnie went with the team to uh, Libya to do mission work. They were mostly educators and business folks in Libya um, while they were there. And you can go ahead and, uh, Wayne, you go and put his picture of, of um, his family at the time up. This was in 2013. Um, and that is uh, his wife, Anita, and his son, Hosea. And like I said, his name is Ronnie. And um, in uh, 2013, December 5th, 2013, so just over eight years ago, Ronnie was um, killed, was gunned down while um, jogging one morning in Libya, and um, yeah, died on the spot. Um, and uh, Anita became a widow, and uh, Hosea was left without a father. And it was a tragic, tragic deal, but um, I know Ronnie well enough to know that he knew going to Libya, this was the cost. He had counted the cost of what he was going to do. Now, one of the things that Ronnie was well known for um, at Austin in this church we were a part of was his preaching. He was a very gifted communicator. And one of the, his, his classic sermons that he did a few times there in Austin was called the History of Redemption Sermon. And what Ronnie did, and this is how brilliant he was, he memorized, um, I think it's over 100 scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, and he put them together in such a way that it told the story of um, our redemption in Christ from beginning to end. And he memorized the whole thing. And uh, when he did it, I think it took about 30 minutes uh, as he was kind of preaching, but he just really read scripture that he had memorized. And it, it uh, became a, uh, they put it in a book form with really cool illustrations. I think that book is still available. You can get it with those scriptures and this, this really beautiful art to go alongside of it. And he preached that sermon about three years before his death and so this is kind of one way that we can remember him. There's the actual book right there. One way we can remember him, and in my opinion, and honor him, is um, every year for us to have people read through his sermons. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have five different readers come up, and they're going to read um, a different part of this, this story from beginning to end. We're not going to have the scriptures up on the screens intentionally, because we really want you to, to listen and to just really pay attention to the words and let it, um, let it give you images as, as you um, listen to the readers read um, the words this morning. And so um, I'm going to pray for us. And then um, Alan, who's our first reader, is going to come up. He's going to start reading. And we're going to do this for about 25 or 30 minutes in, in place of where we would have the normal sermon. And then we're going to sing. Um, a song after that, and then we'll have communion, and then we'll be finished. But I really want this next 25 or 30 minutes just to be a time where um, our minds are focused on Jesus, or they're drawn to God, and it's, it's not hard because we're just, again, reading Scripture that's been put together in a very kind of seamless 
story way. And it's a way that um, we can um, honor Ronnie as well. And um, this story is the thing he gave his life for. He was in Libya so that um, Libyans would be able to hear the gospel. And he gave his life for it. And so this is a way we can honor him as well. So I'm going to pray, and then Alan's going to come up and start the reading. Father, we love you. And I know that if, if Ronnie was here today, the most important thing to him was your glory, that your glory would be made known and seen um, through the proclamation of the good news of your son. And so that's what I pray this time is today. It's not focused on the readers. It's not focused even on Ronnie. But this, as the readers read through the story of the history of redemption, I pray that you would be honored, your son would be lifted up, your spirit would move today, um, and we would trust that um, that is possible because um, your word is living and active. And your, when your word is read, things happen. It has power in it. So we're trusting this morning that your word would um, um, just help us grow, help, us, help, help our minds be changed, help our hearts be changed, help uh, the way we live when we leave this place. I pray we would be changed in that way as well. I pray that, again, above everything, your son would be honored. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, 
to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Abraham fathered Isaac, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. He gave them into the hand of the nations so that those who ruled them ruled over them. Those who hated them ruled over them. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. He looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. But the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No. But there shall be a king over us, that we may also be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. The Lord said to me in the days of King Josiah, Have you seen what she did, that faithless one Israel, how she went up on every high hill and under every green tree, and there played the whore? And I thought, after, all, after she has done all this, she will return to me. But she did not return, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Because she took her whoredom lightly, she polluted the land, committing adultery with stone and tree. 
My people inquire of a piece of wood, and their walking staff gives them oracles. For a spirit of whoredom has led them astray, and they have left their God to play the whore. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God, for the spirit of whoredom is within them, and they know not the Lord. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it is written. None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. In the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and be careful to obey my rules. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity, iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. For to us a child is born, to us a son given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, and in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, 
whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, and he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days, the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. <clears throat> Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. The thief comes only to steal, and kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life, and have it abundantly. 
Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved. For while we were still weak, and at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For God, who said, Let the light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be comforted, to be conformed in the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. All of this from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God, making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, or the, the love of the Father is not in him. Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. You will be hated for all my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. For whoever will save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, persecute you, and other utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. I endure everything for the sake of the elect, 
that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 
the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.